Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Temple Tea. Just want to start this uh, episode with a quick disclaimer. This episode was also recorded with those terrible quality mics because I was trying to be proactive and Amazon has let me down. So, um, but this quality of the audio is a little bit less luster. Um, but I hope you can hang in there. The episode's really good. You're going to love Jacob. He is, he is, uh, our Elvis as we call him. He does look just like him. Um, but you're going to enjoy this episode. So I hope you'll find it valuable. Um, even with the not so great audio. Um, and I hope you'll stick around because next week we have an awesome or next episode is with Patrick Holt. He is our resident funny man, our facilities manager. He is so great. Um, and the quality on that episode is a million times better because we sent those horrible mics back. So I hope you enjoy today's episode and thanks for hanging in there with us. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Temple Tea. Super excited to have you back. Um, have you been liking all these episodes? They're like super fun. We've been having a great time over the summer recording um, and we have a really fun episode for you today. So we have Jacob Barton, who, uh, if you've been around Temple Theater for any length of time, he's our Elvis. I mean, he looks like Elvis. He walks around here <laughs> like Elvis. Jacob is going to do a podcast because he is actually taking on a new role with the theater, which is super cool. So Jacob, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jacob Barton, and I am the new technical director for Temple Theater. Mm-hmm. Excited about that? Um, very excited, actually. What are you sipping on? Because people are going to hear it. Starbucks this yeah, morning. Yeah, but people need to know what your tea is. Oh, I, I'm doing some chai tea with soy milk, iced, iced uh, chai tea with soy milk. Yes. Why soy milk? Because milk does not do well. <laughs> so first tea tidbit is Jacob Barton is lactose intolerant. Slightly, well, just a little. Slightly. Like, I, can, I can have cheese. But like if I have milk early in the morning, it's. Oh yeah, it's done. I'm not working the rest of the day, basically. If that's Oof, what happens, uh, that is rough. I'm not drinking tea today. I'm drinking a triple espresso, but it's decaf. Don't worry. I don't even know what the point is. I think I like the taste of like a darker Mm -hmm. coffee. Well, I don't even think it's the darker. I just think I like the taste of espresso, but I don't, I can't be on caffeine because then I'm like, yeah, Yeah, I'm jittery and I'll have anxiety and then I'll start crying and I'm like, oh, it's because I had caffeine. Great. So, all right, cool. Well, welcome (laughs) to the team. So how long have you been here? Uh, This is my second week. Second week of work. Uh, I've been in town for about a month. It's kind of helping out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the interim technical director for All Shook Up last season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a fun job so far. Uh, yeah, haven't run into any too crazy problems you yet. Got, you've been here two weeks. Yeah, yeah two, two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. It, it, it'll happen. I'm sure. So tell everybody a little bit of your background. I guess so. You are not only the technical director, but you are a showman. Yeah, I've an been, actor, a singer, a musician. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Uh, I've been doing professional theater now since 2011, mm. so over a decade. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I had my first professional show was at a uh, Bad Bill at Cape Fear Regional Theater, and my second professional show was My Fair Lady here at Aww, I didn't know you were in My Fair Lady. Yeah, I was opposite Haley. Uh, Love that. Ready? Got to sit on stoop and sing about it a lot, mm-hmm. and then that was. Over a decade ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've been working here over 10 years. And the second time I worked here, I had a conversation with Peggy about starting an actor tech program about how mm-hmm. I was working a regular job during the day. And I said, Peggy, you know, for minimum wage, I would just rather be at the theater. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather be here. The theater could use an extra set of hands. Like, right. why not? Because we always have so many projects we going always on. always have so many projects going on. Like, why not just hire people during the day and like, they're right, right at the James house, you know, living there, you know, especially if you come from out of town. Um, otherwise you just kind of sit around all day and not have a lot to do. Um, and I can't 
Hey, can't have idle hands. Right. <laughs> I like to be in movement a lot. Um, and yeah, and, and even before that, I did a lot of technical work over in Lumberton. I mm -hmm. uh, co-founded Purple Door Productions with John Koontz, funny enough. I was Aww. her technical director when that got started. And oh, that was John. over a decade ago. Uh, so you're old. Getting basically. old. Getting What's old. crazy, guys, is like, he's, what, you're 31? 31, yes. Yeah, so like, when we're talking about a decade ago, I know you said 2011, I was like, dang, I was fresh out of high school. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like, it doesn't feel like a decade's gone by, though, because you're just sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like closer to yeah. my 15-year reunion. Than... It doesn't feel Ugh. like a decade, but if I think about it, it's it feels like a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there. For sure. Uh, and then you have done a lot of tour work as well. Yes. I, uh, have you done technical tour work as well? Uh, just no, but I, I'm a technical guy. So like, of course, while I was on tour, I became friends with all the technical people very fast. Yeah. Cause we talk the same language and right. they're the fun people to hang out with. If you don't know. Yeah. Um, well, cause actors are pretty dramatic. Yeah. Actors yeah. can be very dramatic <laughs> and the tech crew is always with all the love chill. in my heart. Yeah. Actors actors are, are, all, are all love. I'm an actor. So I know like, yeah. Yeah, I, I got to know a lot of the tech people really well. Um, and then every time I came back to Temple, I worked during the actor tech program, so I never right. like really lost the skills. But in terms of touring, I left here. Oh, I'm trying to remember some dates now. Uh, about eight years ago, I left North Carolina and went to Chicago, and mm -hmm. I just moved back a month ago. And while I was there, I somehow ended up playing Elvis in Million Dollar Quartet. I kind of just sideways my way into it, not mm -hmm. really pursuing it in any kind of way i had a friend of mine who saw an audition and said hey you you know you kind of look like elvis and i was like i don't i don't really think so but i guess i'll try it and mm -hmm. then i i haven't stopped doing the show for about five years now that's uh, crazy yeah and it's been all over the place we have yeah, been i was gonna say how what was your i think your last picture that you took what was the number i've done the show uh 315 public performances 315 times yeah uh 15 productions including the national tour uh which i was on for like three years I think I was doing the master of the night, I think 33 states and two countries. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And then over the last year, uh, the tour stopped about a year and a half ago. Uh, it just, it's, it ran its course. It's, yeah. it's time for it to be done. Uh, and a bunch of regional theaters are doing it now. Um, and after that, I hopped onto uh, Celebrity Cruise Lines as a guest entertainer for about a year, uh, doing that on and off and saw a whole bunch of cool places, went all over the world. Um, and now I'm back here in Sanford doing doing theater at the temple again <laughs> i just want to play the because like i just want a celebrity cruise and like now i'm yes. back in stanford well but like the best thing here is sushi yeah well and us yeah, obviously everything but... has pros yeah. and cons for, for sure, sure. Uh, for sure. i love the boat a lot but being away from home and being out there with no internet kind of sucks oh yeah yeah it's and it's welcome to my world yeah i live there i have no internet no cell service I'm yeah like, it's not you don't hit me fun. by the time i leave stanford it's it better okay. wait till tomorrow so yeah, I enjoyed the, the the travel a lot. I enjoyed the boat a lot. But I've yeah. I've been traveling now for about five years straight. Yeah, uh, people ask me all the time. They're like, "Oh, you know, how's living in Chicago?" And I was like, "Well, I've lived there about six years, but I think uh, I've only actually physically been in the city maybe a year and a half just because that's of, crazy just because of coming and going oh, so yeah. much. So I haven't really been there a lot. Uh, right. So it's nice to be settled in. did you get, at least get to experience like all four seasons oh yeah no i was okay, there cool. yeah well of course covid happened and you know we were, we were we were stuck there for a while so yeah um yeah but it did it, i still love it i it, the weather is so nice it doesn't get above 80 degrees for people here in north carolina it's mm -hmm. wonderful in the summer awful in the winter mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I did that and then now i'm here and you know 
kind of am really happy that I'm here. Uh, Not kind of. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but it is kind of strange because I have, I have been all over the place and it, it felt kind of weird to come back. But going mm-hmm. all over the place taught me a lot. It taught me that like, just because a theater has like more money doesn't mean they don't have more problems because a lot of times right. that is the more case. More money, more problems. More money, more problems. And sometimes more money, same problems. Like, mm-hmm. especially after COVID, all the theaters are kind of in the same place of trying to rebuild and rebuild oh, yeah. their audience. And so, yeah, it's just been, it's been nice to come home and be settled and not have to be wondering where my next gig is or when, right. when I'm going to get on the road again. And yeah. like, well, I'm here for a while. So yeah, it's gonna be nice. Get stable. That's it's awesome. Nice. nice and stable. So I guess tell everybody what a day in the life of a technical director looks like. So we haven't started our main stage yet. We've <laughs> yeah. just done summers. Yeah, we just finished a week of the last week of summer. Yeah, but you uh, were here for all shook up. So that was a little bit. That was like right. your first. It was. It was very much a learning experience as I went. Oh yeah, uh, for I got sure. stuff I'm not gonna do again. Yeah, from the last time. But um, actually, I was just making a joke with with Patrick, the facilities manager, the other night. I was like, yeah, I have to put an hour in my schedule every day. For something to go wrong, like somebody's yeah. gonna come up to me and say, "Hey, this is broken," or "Hey, this isn't working," or mm-hmm. "Hey, the the fire marshal's here. We gotta do the fire inspection, and we gotta do that now." Um, and this, at least once a day, something like that happens. Um, right. But other than that, you know, I get here about ten in the morning. I uh, make a plan of attack, depending on whether we have the actor techs in town or not. Um, mm-hmm. which they'll be here what next week? They'll be here next week. Yeah, yeah. we got six of them. Uh, mm. it's gonna be kind of crazy to have that much help in the at the temple. Um. Yeah, I come in every morning. I look around the building, see what needs to be done. Um, I build most of the sets that we're going to use for the season. Um, put together pretty much anything that's going to be anything that's not acting, singing, and dancing mm-hmm. is what I'm in charge of, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I normally come in. I go play with Peggy's dogs for like five minutes. Uh, of course, <laughs> therapy. Yeah, they gotta have the therapy. Mm-hmm. And then it's normally um, a lot of cleaning, a lot of organizing, a lot of building. Uh, the shop needs to be reorganized pretty, pretty badly. Oh yeah. Uh, we've had the rotating roster of technical directors here the last four years, so it needs some love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a very fun job and d- different every single day I've been here. Uh, oh yeah, it'll be like that. Yeah, forever. it's never never the same. Yeah. Um, I always make a plan on what I want to get done, and it, we never get all of it done because something else happens, and that's fine. But that's part of the job. Love yeah, it. I started using a bullet journal, and they have the you know at the beginning it's like a key, and it's like oh, you know, the the arrow is, like, moved to. And I'm like, I can't even use the key because, like, most of my list is constantly uh, rotating <laughs> to the next day, yeah. to the next day, to the next day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep a really long running mm-hmm. list. I have a forever list in my keep, phone. Yeah, just keep crossing it off, keep crossing it off. Okay, so technical director, you're more tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are some of your favorite technical aspects of theater? Yeah, so I love lights. Lights are, it's way up there because mm-hmm. they can just make a show look so different depending on oh, yeah. what you do with them. I mean, it just, it's just the truth. Um, it's hard to pick one because they're all so important. <laughs> it's hard to pick one and not think about the others. Because I like sound. I like lights a lot. Um, I like our really nice projection that we have here. Oh, uh, yeah. It looks really good. Yeah, a lot of theaters don't have that kind of capability. Um, I feel like it really elevated the summer because yeah. normally, I mean, our summer productions... Yeah. I mean, like I said on the last episode, like we spent three times as much on one of the summer shows mm-hmm. than one of the main stage shows. And it wasn't because we didn't want to spend the money. It was like it wasn't necessary because right. it was like one set the entire time. Yeah. Well, especially on shows that are uh, so colorful, like Susical and Nemo. Right. Like it's so nice for the projection because it can really give those vivid colors without having to. Yeah. Because can you imagine like, I mean, our set build was like super easy. It yeah. was like the four slopey, whatever you yeah. call them. What are those called? 
uh, ramps. Ramps, yeah. Yeah. So like uh, the four ramps, and then we use them all summer to create different different shapes, different, different shapes, different stuff that the kids to climb on and so right. on. Which is great. And so it added dimension, but then you add the level of projections mm-hmm. and you feel like you're actually in the ocean or yeah. you feel like you're actually in. And what's really Salu. nice about it on a technical side is that we don't have to buy five or six drops, which is what we would have had to, exactly. done to make up for those projections. Exactly. And we don't have to have anybody running right. those those drops in and out because it's all projection. It's all easy. All ma- no manual labor. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we're going to do use some for Annie as well. It's going to be really nice because mm-hmm. uh, there's just so many different locations and way easier to use projection than it would be to build a white house <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah yeah so what do you what would you say are some of the hardest parts of your job definitely it's it's definitely a forever learning experience um yeah which i noticed even when we had other people here before me um when i worked with them no one knows everything about a theater it's kind of impossible oh, yeah. there's too many different parts you're always going to run into something where just no one knows how that functions because it's never well, been... and we're in a hundred year old building, yeah. In a hundred year old so, building, like last like, week, I learned how to fix uh escape doors because I one was broken and right. it needed to be fixed. And I was like, Well, I guess I'm gonna learn how to do that today, and right? I did. That's part of my job, it's just to figure out what needs to be done. And if I don't know how to do it, find someone who does or find someone who can tell me and mm-hmm. you know, go that route. Um, luckily, I have I've made lots of friends in my career on the technical side, so I have plenty of people I can ask if I ever right. run into problems. Um, David Castaneda, our lighting designer, I've been good friends with him for about 15 years now. Um, yeah, I love him. He's yeah. super talented. So I, have a, <laughs> I have a text message to him about once a week going, hey, yeah. how's this lighting like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a piece of equipment actually work? Right. And before I take it apart, I just want to make sure I'm doing everything correctly. And, right. Yeah. And that's that's really what the job is. It's keeping the, all the departments, you know, nice and clean and nice and organized and make sure everyone's talking to each other and making sure everybody knows what's happening. And yeah, it's a, it's a easy to do i used to do it for a lot smaller budget and a lot smaller uh not cast uh i figured cast that's that uh staff staff yeah, yeah. <laughs> like smaller cast yeah my theater yeah. brain <laughs> yeah uh, theater cats uh, theater staff. well and the cool thing is is it teaches you how to be resourceful you yeah. know because like we're nonprofit, um you know and i don't think a lot of people know that most theaters across this area are nonprofit are theaters non-profit, so yeah. i think people think oh gosh they're they're taking prices or create we're not Ooh. keeping the ticket prices. We're paying salaries. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I think we were pulling numbers for a grant the other day and our numbers for paying staff to come here for paying for actors and mm-hmm. paying for, you know, professional lighting designers and things. I mean, we pay more out for that than we do for rights or we pay yes. for whatever. So those ticket sales that are coming in, they're literally just operational budget yeah. to fit all that, you know. Um, and if anyone looked, at our ticket prices and looked at, you know, people around us or other theaters, they would see very quickly that we have very cheap tickets. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's for a reason. Like we've always taught, you know, Peggy has always wanted to make theater accessible for everyone. You mm-hmm. know, that's why we just did the massive renovation in the education building. And, you know, now we've got that fully ADA compliant and, and accessible space. Um, and then the theater downstairs, fully accessible, the bathrooms fully accessible. So, you know, and then the number one thing we've never turned away a student or inability to pay. It's like, Hey, can you pay $20 a week? Yeah. Can you pay five dollars a week? Yeah. You know, until it's paid off. I mean, yeah, find a sponsor for yeah, it find a sponsor. Do. I mean, it, that's the great thing. Um, you know, and so part of that is trying to make it our ticket prices. We even debated about raising ticket prices mm-hmm. because it was like we don't want to ostracize anybody, right. um, and we want to make sure. And so, yeah, there was like a menial increase with like the price of inflation mm-hmm. and stuff. But 
again, we're still like the cheapest yeah. ticket price. Yeah, cheapest our our season is. subscription is cheaper than a lot of tickets to go see a show at DPAC. You know what yes. I mean? Which yes. is crazy. Or even, you know, other regional theaters. So mm-hmm. um, we just want to make sure that we're keeping it accessible for everybody. And we, would, we don't want anybody to not be able to come because they're like, oh, I can't afford that. Right. We're like, we got you. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's cool. Okay. Well, um, are you planning to do any shows? this year uh this year other than being the technical director yeah, other obviously than being the technical director i'm i'm pretty sure i'm elvis in a million dollar quartet that would be kind of silly if i wasn't uh <laughs> oh yeah by the way you're not and no, i'm just kidding yeah, all the, by the way yeah you just have to watch <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna bring in a couple of, of of good people from the national tour from that show as well uh mm-hmm. so we can really do a, a really nice production of that at the end of the year everyone is super excited about that i think i've heard the most excited. talk about annie and million dollar yeah. quartet well, what's oh, funny, and Christmas story. Yeah, what's funny about it is that I've I've done it 315 performances and I've done it once in the state of North Carolina on a Tuesday in Nuh-uh. Wilmington. Yeah, but our tour had already come through North Carolina a lot before I jumped on. So like we never came through here. We went to Wilmington one time for one night on Tuesday and then that was it. That's insane. So I have all this family on both sides of my, my dad and my mom that are really wanted to come see it. Old friends from theater that want to come see it who've just never seen me do it before. Like, mm-hmm. um. And people who are used to hearing me saying it is kind of different because it's like, oh, you're a baritone in this show. Mm-hmm. That's not when did you become a baritone? Yeah, right. <laughs> like you used to be a really high tenor. And it's right. like, oh, I still do the high tenor stuff. But yeah, yeah, I just kind of like fell into it. Uh, very strange. Yeah, that's crazy. How did you end up? Because that's like a really exclusive, isn't it? Like once you do it, yeah, you are you can hop in at any point. Yeah, we like, have a we have two Facebook groups. A called, network. Uh, yeah, it's all casts of MDQ, so all of us are connected in almost sort of like a union. Um, That's crazy. And nobody wants to to hire somebody to learn the show because it's too hard to learn how to act, sing, and dance the show, and pretend to be those people. Like right. it's, it's just almost impossible in a, in a short amount of time. So, yeah, because like our rehearsal is a week. Is a week. And then you're on stage. Yeah. And that's how most people do million dollar quartet because like, well, you just want to bring in four guys who can really do that. Those guys. Right. And like, it's just don't... putting it on the stage, yeah. doing the lights and then doing you're the lights up. And then you, and then you up. And also the theater makes more money that way. We don't have to spend as much time in rehearsal. We can spend more time doing actual shows. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what it's all about really. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I ended up, uh, hilariously, I saw a production here in North Carolina about nine years ago and I went up to the director afterwards. And I was like, this is a wonderful show. I really wish there was a character in it that I could be. Um, and, you know, made, you know, made jokes about it, blah, 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 blah. Like a few years later, I saw an audition for Million Dollar Quartet and a friend of mine was like, hey, you really should. You really should go out for this. Like, uh, I, you know, the director, you know, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. it was the same director I met here in North Carolina. And, you know, I was like, I just don't think I can play guitar. And, you know, somebody was like, I've I've heard you play guitar. You play enough guitar to do this role. Right. Um, so I did it once in Chicago, uh, actually learning the role, actually doing it the hard way and taking those three weeks and putting it on its feet and learning how to be Elvis, learning how to talk like him, learning how to move like him, and then learning the show. Um, and then after that, I, I ended up on the national tour, and then I didn't stop doing the show till about a month and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> I've done That's four insane. productions of me in Elgorte this year. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, because you did that right before you came here. Like, didn't you go to Florida or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right before, since our Christmas Carol last year, I've done four productions. I went to Cedar Rapids. I went to Florida for a production, and then I went to uh, Illinois, mm-hmm. and then I went to Indianapolis. Wow. Just all back to back. Normally, about you know rehearsing for one week, doing the show for a week and a half, and then leaving. And those, so those people that you're in, because it's like a small cast, right? It's like it's six, a small cast. It's, a, it's eight people total eight if you people. count bass and drums. Um. And I think I've done the show with about 
40 people total now just um, interchanging because some people aren't available all the time and then mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of depends on what each theater needs um yeah yeah uh but it is i've with some of those guys i've done the show like 200 plus times with um that's crazy uh, so the people like when you just they were like hey come to florida had you played or or been with any of those people that actually was most of the tour cast most of the tour uh, cast. Okay. so what happened on the florida production is that the tour of waitress couldn't do their week of shows there so they reached out to our cast and was like, hey, we need to put together something. Yeah. Like, I mean, me and all the quartet, we already have the set. We already have the guitars. We have you guys. We already know you. Can you do it? And, you know, we were like, yeah, sure. You know, come bring us in. <laughs> That's so crazy. And we're all about it because it's kind of the only time we all get together because we're all from different places. Like I was in Chicago. A lot of the guys were in New York. Some of the guys were in Ohio. Uh, so we, all the time we get to hang out and see each other is when we do the show. So we're always trying to find right. an MDQ to get into. Right. And uh, I did it this year with three of those productions were with the tour cast. And then one was with a cast of people I'd never worked with before. Uh, How was that? New. What's was the differences fun. between that? So like you've got a group of people that you've worked with before and then you're coming in for what? One or two dates. Yeah. One or two a, dates. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, It was kind of wild because I hadn't worked with any of those people before, but they all were just as conversant with the material as my group was. So it was kind of like taking eight puzzle pieces out of different boxes. And then you just put them all together. Um, mm-hmm. like everybody might do this part a little differently or this part a little differently, but everybody knows the structure of the show. And when people see the show, they'll they'll know what I'm talking about. It's a very common sense like layout. You to... can only do so many things with blocking. You can only do so many things because you have to be at the microphone, actually singing and actually playing live music. You guys, it's going to be great. Um, so you're playing the entire time. Yes, everything that's on the stage for MDQ is actually played live. None of it's tracked. None wow. of it's fake. All the singing, all of this. You have to be on the mic. If you pull away from the mic, you won't be heard. It's it's the the whole process. Uh, that is so cool. And the set is actually in like a recording studio because yeah. it kind of I guess give a little bit of the backstory of how MDQ even. Oh, well, it started. Came the, out. There was one night in 1956 at Sun Records that Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins just all happened to be at Sun Records one night for the Christmas party that he was having. Uh huh. And so he decided to go to the wall and hit the record button and he just recorded the whole night. So if you go and listen to there's an album called uh, it's just the Million Dollar Quartet. And you can just hear these guys kind of just hanging out in this room, kind of just laughing and joking with each other, which you don't really get to see or hear a lot of. Like, it's not like a performance or anything. They're just there having a good time. And then suddenly, you know, somebody in the corner will go, hey, you know, does anybody remember this song? And then. Somebody will pick up a guitar and they'll just start to play it and sing oh, it. Gosh, that's so cool. Um, and what's that. really funny is that none of them can remember any of the lyrics to any of the songs in the moment, <laughs> uh, which I think is really, really funny. Uh, so you hear people like Elvis Presley being like, two, two, three to, two, three to count. That's, that's how that one goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's just, it's very funny. Uh, it's very weird and precious. And it's like, it, it exists only in this one night. They never got together again. Yeah, um, that's so crazy. Yeah. It's very, very, very wild. Uh, it's a very fun show. It's, it's, you can take, anybody to see it kids old people male female whatever you are you'll like the show you'll have a good time mm-hmm. um, it's a nice little bit of escapism it tries not to take itself too seriously like, right. it's like we're here to you know hear these four guys perform and be themselves right um and that's what the show is really really about i'm really excited to do it but we got five other great shows you know before that that i got a technical direct through yeah before we get there so we're about to start annie about to start annie. so what's your plan of attack for annie because like today we're doing like promo shots yeah yeah we got i the, think this will be released in two weeks so sweet, by that sweet. point we'll, we'll be in annie up. 
We'll be... uh, I think we're doing the two shots with with our Annie's and the dog today. Yeah, that's gonna be really really fun. They're gonna work with the our stage dog, mm-hmm. and I, I'm really excited about that. Everybody loves a good stage dog. Yeah, um, and, and the show is it's a lot of furniture, and there is just mm-hmm. so much so much furniture in Annie. Um, well, because you're going from like an orphanage mm-hmm. to the streets to a mansion to the, to the White House, house yeah. and it's like and we gotta have it all, and it's all like. Yeah, older furniture. So I can't. Just, yeah, I can't just go down the street and like pick up something you know that's new. I have to have something. Yeah, that, it looks old and wooden and exactly all this other stuff. cherry, cherry wood. Yeah, but it, that, it should yeah. be very easy. Like oh, like I said earlier, we have six actor techs coming in for Annie, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's gonna get a little helper with to yeah. do projects and stuff. Very excited. About really, that. really excited for all of us that work here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be fairly easy. I'm not in the show, and I don't think I'm running anything for the show as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably change. Uh, I'll probably be around spotlight a couple times or projections or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the plan of attack is it's fairly easy. It's just gathering a lot of furniture. I'll be spending most of the week in the warehouse going through our furniture stock, just pulling mm-hmm. stuff that looks like it could be from the time period and then having uh, Gavin, paper, our director, come over and yes or no it, and, you know, decide if that's what he wants. Um, and then go from there. I have a few things to build, like Hannigan's office mm-hmm. and a little shack but other than that it's it's all mostly projections and mostly uh, you know cute kids smiling and mm-hmm. just singing and their crying. hearts out yeah. and crying you know and, <laughs> and you know doing stuff in any uh, right and then we have baskerville baskerville right which is gonna be so it's good. gonna be a lot a lot of fun i'm uh, really excited about that based on sherlock holmes uh it's kind of like anybody seen the play 39 steps it's five actors two of them play sherlock's and holmes uh-huh and the other three play every other character that they come across. And they all do about, I think, eight accents, about ten characters each. Uh, uh, I think Patrick's going to be in it. He's going to be great. Uh, it's going yeah. to be a lot, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to Christmas for Christmas Story. And that'll, everybody knows Christmas yeah, Story. Yeah, so we actually have to talk about a Christmas Story because we've had a lot of positives and a lot of like, I can't believe y'all are doing that, not Christmas Carol. Yeah. So... We do do a version of Christmas Carol that was Correct. written by yeah. our very own Peggy uh, and Michael Hoagland. <laughs> yeah. So it's like our version. Mm-hmm. So if you, you're like, oh, I've seen Christmas Carol. No, you haven't. Right. Unless you've been here and you've seen it, you haven't seen it because it's it's our version. But we're actually saving that we because saving we, that. Are, we are one season away from our centennial season, which exactly. is going to be a massive season. So obviously we're pulling out all the stops yeah. for that. Obviously we're going to do Christmas Carol. <laughs> obviously we have to do Christmas Carol. And so we decided to do a Christmas story. It was between, I think, a Christmas story and what was the other one? White Christmas? Yeah. I think. And we were like down to the wire waiting to hear about rights. And we found out the day after we announced um, that we had gotten the rights to White Christmas. We were like, (laughs) we've already announced a Christmas story. And everyone was so excited because we're doing the actual play version. We're not doing, it's not a musical. It's like what you turn on to PBS every Christmas. It is like, the whole cast of characters, there's the narrator, mm-hmm. you know, older Ra- Ralphie, and then the kids and the the whole experience, the slide, we're going to have the Santa and the, be a lot of you fun. know, you'll shoot your eye out. That's yeah. the, that's been the throwback of the season. So do you have any plans for that? Because that's a big, that's a big build. Yeah, we haven't really started talking about uh, Christmas Story yet, but I mean, I'm familiar enough with the movie. It's going to be a, it's going to be a big set. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to. Lots of kids. Of course, we're going to decorate you know, the temple up and down with Christmas stuff. Oh, yeah. That will be a whole, whole thing, like always. We would decorate all the lobbies oh and all the new space. And we have a new space to decorate now. I know, I'm so excited about that. Education building, and that'll beautiful. be very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the plan, that, that one's kind of just waiting to see uh, what we're going to do. Um, it's going to be a so lot of fun. It's going to be a big build. Uh, and we're going to, you know, 
take all the Christmas stuff that we have in the warehouse, bring yep. it over here and decorate it up for Christmas. Um, yeah, it it's going to be a, a blast. Lot, lot of fun. I'm really excited about the version that we're doing because it's it's the original. It's, it's not just yeah. It's not trying to make it funnier than it already is. Yeah. You have all the classic things like the lamp and the bunny costume just, just and the, do it the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. So I'm really excited about that. And then after that, we have Till Death Do Us Part, which is a new show. A new show written by the writers of the Golden Girls, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about yeah, because be they've done. Funny. You know, they're the ones that did the um, the aren't they the church basement ladies yeah. writers yeah. and the sweet uh. What was it? The Sweet Tea Club? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Dixie Swim Club. Dixie Swim Club, yeah. And if, you like, if you like those shows, you'll like those. Yeah, so it's just a somewhere. good, like, comedy, and of course, everything. I think it's all women, too. Go. It's a... No. Not all women. Not all women. No, so it's based on a married couple, and the wife is like, her husband's just lazy, and he won't help around the house, and so she hires someone to come in and help her because she has to prepare for this, like, big meeting thing or whatever, and Beth comes in and Beth just starts to do a lot of things, but then she kind of starts to take over the wife's role. And so it's just like (laughs) one of those things we call it a marital confection because it's one of those things where you're just like, Oh gosh, I had this conversation last week, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then after that, we're doing musical of musicals, the musical, uh, which tell everybody what that's about. Okay. So it is a, a musical, of course, if the title didn't give it away. Musicals. About musicals, right. Yeah. Um, it's broken up into five acts, and it tells mm-hmm. the same story over and over and over again, where there's a landlord asking people to pay rent, and there are main characters who can't afford to pay rent. And each time they change the act, it is a different style of music based on a famous composer. So you have Andrew Lloyd Webber, you have... Uh, Sondheim, right? You got Sondheim in there, there is... I think we wrote Chicago, there is... It's, it's every, yeah, Rodgers yeah, and Hammerstein. Rodgers and Hammerstein, um... So it's a lot of fun. It's a big parody. It'll be really, really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about that one, too. I think it's going to be really good. If it wasn't in front of me in another quartet, I'd be very interested in being in it. Uh, Yeah. I think whoever's going to be in that's going to be, they'll have a lot of fun in that show. Yeah. And then after that, will be Million Dollar Quartet. And (laughs) that'll be Million Dollar Quartet. I don't know how else to say that. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Lee West is sponsoring that, which Lee always does like our season closer. And he, you know, of course he and Peggy met and was just like, what do you think? And he was like, I want Elvis. And so of course, course. you know, we ended the season last season with all shook up. I think everyone was so disappointed because I wasn't Elvis. Right. Um, But it was, it was a a musical if you didn't get to see it, but it was a musical based on the music of Elvis. Um, but Elvis was not in it, right. unfortunately. But this time we are going to have an actual Elvis. Elvis is in it. Elvis is in the and building. Johnny Cash. And Johnny Cash. Paul and Carl Perkins. Perkins Jerry and Lewis. I love Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, me too. I lo- well, I love all those guys. I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan too. Um, yeah. So I'm really <clears throat> excited about that one. And then in between there, in March, we get to have our big season reveal and reveal the centennial season. Yes, that's going to be so exciting. Which I'm very, very excited yeah. about. So, um I do have to say, though, this is the temple tea, which means we have to spill the tea. Oh, okay. Jacob. So Jacob happens to be Temple Theater's most eligible bachelor. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So That's welcome true. to the dating show. That's very true. Welcome to the dating show, Jacob Burton. <laughs> so if you're interested, ladies, and you think that you'd like to be uh, hooked up with Elvis, just give us a call. Five, five, five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I do have a new job. You with, do. Have, you've got benefits. Benefits. I can take you on a date to the sushi a, bar. Taking a real date. Yeah. Now. Not a starving <laughs> actor anymore. <laughs> that's a lot. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. So, anything, anything fun on the dating scene that you want to give uh, the temple tears? 
Not right now. <laughs> so ladies, you know what that means. Email marketing at templeshows.org. I'll send you a headshot. Yeah, maybe maybe next time we meet, I will. I'm kind of been too focused on the job. Which is uh, good. Which is good. Uh, I, it's something I've been trying to do more about is focus more on me and my life and making sure I'm where I want to be before right. getting into something like that. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I guess I am the only you are. The Bachelor. The Bachelor, because everybody else. Everybody else, yeah. Everybody else is in relationships or married or whatever. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take that. That's crazy. So. I hang out at Wild Dogs, I guess. (laughs) So if you're looking, ladies, Jacob will be the Elvis looking creature at the bar at Wild Dogs Brewery, which is great. We should get them to sponsor this episode. We should. We're like dating dating at Temple Theater. Yeah, yeah. So I get, I should have thought of some really good dating questions. Give your ideal if you were to take a girl on a date, Jacob, what would be your ideal dating well, situation? Like, obviously, I like to go see theater, so that's up there. Okay, um, so you gotta good, like theater, ladies. See, I mean, it doesn't have to be theater. Theater, uh, seeing a good show in general is always good. In dinner, I think mm-hmm. it's always, always real easy. Favorite to type of food? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, Japanese is probably up there if it's good. Mm. It's really, really good Japanese food. Um, yeah, Japanese food. Yeah. Japanese food yeah. and sushi. Go sure. to drink order. Old fashioned. I know. Old fashioned. I'm getting old. You're so getting I'm, old. I'm, I'm like living in it. Okay. Coffee order. It's the chai tea with, with soy milk. With soy milk. So ladies, time. don't dip any milk if you're trying yeah. to. Yeah. I'll, I'll drink it and put on a nice face. <laughs> and then blow up your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And then blow up your bathroom. Like, oh, yeah, I really got. I had a great time, but I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta think. I gotta get out of here. Sorry. Uh, That's yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. So ideal date would be movie or show of some yeah. sort, dinner, and an old fashioned nightcap. To yeah. End it. And okay. something actually like interesting. Because the best part about going on a show on a date is that you have something to talk about afterwards. You don't right. have to like make up yeah. random things. Well, like, if you go to a movie theater, you can't talk the whole time. So you're right. kind of just sitting there and you're like, yeah. oh my God, are they touching my arm? You're right. Uh, right. Am I being too, uh, just my breasting? Am I theater. eating too you much popcorn? And you get right. like, a chance to like talk. And <laughs> yeah. Just give you something out. to talk about. It keeps the date going forward. Instead right. of like stalling out at the dinner table where you're like, oh, well, what do yeah. you do for work? And like, that's, yeah. that's lame. You know, like, who wants to do that? Right. And obviously, you like to travel. Love, love to travel. Uh, I got to figure out where I'm going to go for my Christmas vacation. Uh, I don't yeah. know where I'm going yet, but it's going, going somewhere. Uh, probably. I think I'm going yeah. to cruise. For fun. Take a cruise just for fun. Yeah, just me. Sing a couple songs. A yes, go yeah. Why not? Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that'll be it. Yeah. And you're actually Native American. I am. 100% Native American, funny yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> so what has that been like being in theater? Um, Sort of strange because there's, unlike pretty much every other race, there aren't, I can think of three Native American roles for, you know, in major musicals and stuff. And they're all right. very stereotypical. There's nothing like good in terms of that. But it's right. also because there's not a lot of Native American actors in, in a big community way. Right. Like there's not really a big... Right. We're not conglomerated in any kind of way. They're all, everybody's from different tribes, so nobody really like talks to each other. And like, um, it's been very strange. I've definitely been into some some rooms for some shows, like Hairspray, where it's like, oh, well, you're too dark to be on one side and too light to be on the other side. So I really like right. you, but I just it's not a good place for you in this show. And I just had to kind of understand that and roll with those punches. And then, uh, you know, certain stuff it's worked out great. Apparently. I look like Elvis, so that's one, yeah. of, those, one of those. Yeah, you know, you I'll take, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it, you know, with a grain of salt. And 
funny enough, the guy on the national tour before me was also Native American. Who played oh, Elvis. Cool. Like, so it's been like a running trend there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been able to find a few people here and there uh, to talk about that kind of stuff with. But it is kind of tough because there's just there hasn't been a lot of material written, like just like every other you know race. But there's just it has been a majority, you know, white not audience, but white people writing shows for a very, right. very long time. You know, we're right. just now getting to the point where you have people like Lin-Manuel Miranda writing for other people. So that's kind of nice. But, you know, in terms of, you know, native people, we don't have a Lin-Manuel Miranda yet. Right. Uh, we don't have anybody kind of focused on that. But I mean, it's such, such a, it's such a hard subject to tackle because mm-hmm. there's so much trauma there and there's, it's, it's just tough. It's just so tough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to walk into a room and just be like, Hey, yeah. um, I'm Native American, so don't be prejudiced or anything yeah. like that. Well, and, but... then, and then you got the other people that are just like, oh, we only want to hire you because you're Native and it looks good right. on paper. And like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, either, I don't so. I don't dig with that either. Yeah, yeah. Hire me because I'm good. You know? Right. Hire me because you want me for this role, exactly. not because you fit. Uh, we're yeah. trying to hit a diversity, yeah, not to do, yeah. diversity thing. Don't yeah. No quotas. None of that. None of that. Yeah. Um, you know, but I've just been really lucky in the, the roles that I've found that let me kind of exercise who I am, which is kind of nice in some mm-hmm. kind of way. And I've personally never, it's never been a huge part of my personal identity. Right. Um, That's how I feel like, cause like I'm Hispanic and I'm not ever walking around and be like, y'all don't ever be talking about the Hispanics. Honestly. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I, not, just, I just don't think that it's not yeah. saying, not trying to dismiss anybody's you right. know feelings or anything like that. But I, I've always been kind of of the same opinion, like hire me because you think I'm good right. and you think that I fit this role. And like, we could talk about that later. Like, I think it's cool to be like mm-hmm. part of the diversity clique, but it's never, it's never been one of those things where I've felt like, um, it was going to make or break yeah. certain things, you know? And also so. like, you know, being Native American, but also white passing has put me in very interesting conversation places. Cause lots of people will ask me what my you know, nationality is or, you know, what diversity I am. And I'll, I know because well, you kind of look Persian. Right. And I normally respond with, well, what do you think I am? Because I want to know how people perceive me right no one has ever guessed native american out of the the hundreds of like casting calls i've been to it's always been like oh uh you know what's your diversity and i'll say well what do you think and i'll say oh are you italian are you are you cuban are you yeah you know what part of the country i'm in like if i'm in florida everybody just assumes i'm puerto rican right um uh, if i'm in new york people think i'm cuban and uh when i was on the boat people would just come up and speak Spanish or Italian to be assuming I was just from the country. <laughs> I was like, I have a little facial hair and I, and I, yeah. I get off the boat. I just look like I live there. Right. Uh, so that's just been a very, it's very interesting. Like no one really, no one really knows what native people like are supposed right. to look like. Yeah. And, yeah. And even nowadays, like we have stuff like, uh, Reservoir Dogs. That is like a, a new show that's mm-hmm. about native people in a big, big way. And like, it's nice to see that, but that's like kind of the first show of its kind. And it's mm-hmm. just now being like a big thing in the last few years. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a very fun journey so far. <laughs> I can't really complain. I've mm-hmm. had a lot of good luck and a lot of done way more things than I ever thought I would even 10 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. if you told me 10 years ago, I'd be the technical director here. I'd, I'd have slapped in the face. I'd have been like, no, no way. I know. I'm no not, way. Not no. I, yeah. No, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, especially at 31, I was just, yeah, I never would in a million years guess mm-hmm. that this is where I would be, but I love it here. It's one of my favorite places. I've always loved working with Peggy. She's been yeah. so wonderful in terms of just being a really good mentor and mm-hmm. she's helped me through a whole, whole lot just in my personal and professional life. Yeah. And But she's a wealth of knowledge she's and she's also just an actually really good human being. And I've never worked yeah. a contract out of town where somebody on the contract didn't know Peggy. Mm-hmm. somebody every single time will come up and say hey how do you 
how do you know Peggy Taphorn? And I'll right. say, oh, I've, I worked with her at, you know, Temple Theater over in Sanford. And they say, oh, she runs a theater? I worked with her 20 years ago when we were on the national tour of this. Yeah. We were on Broadway or off-Broadway or whatever yeah. it is. But yeah, once a once a show, people come up yeah. and ask. So. But I think that's an encouraging thing for maybe, you know, young actors mm -hmm. or aspiring technical directors, or even if you're interning or anything like that right now, is just to always be present in the season mm -hmm. that you're in, learn as much as you can. I mean, obviously you're going to have different experiences and things like that, but always try to leave a good lasting impression yes. wherever you work, because you have no idea who's in the room that mm -hmm. you're going into and you don't know who they know. And, and a lot of times I feel like that's how I've gotten some of the stuff is because, oh, so-and-so saw me sing yeah. here or saw me dance for this. And so it's just kind of like one of those things work where you get more work. Always. Yeah. Work always gets more work. And so I think that would be, I think, especially for, for you mm -hmm. on the, the, you know, acting side and now in the technical side, yeah. you're literally in a role because of having 10 years or almost more than that of experience, <laughs> of experience working here and, you know, um, I think that's just, I think that's really cool. We're really excited to have you here. Yeah, I think, I, I think people season. should be very aware of just how much knowledge is in this building now. Yeah. It is so crazy to have a staff so small, but so diverse in what they can do. I mean, right. I think we have, I think we have eight people on staff and like four are teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, four of us have, have done national tours of some kind. Uh, we have two people who are EMC actors. Mm -hmm. And it's just the staff. That's not even, you know, before we bring other mm -hmm. people in to the building. Um, and it's just incredible. We just won an education award. Yeah. You know, that's just, it's so exciting that you know, people should be very aware that what you get when you come to Temple is top level. Yeah. Always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're super excited that you're here. And ladies, if you identified with any of the bachelor information, just go ahead and send us an email for Jacob. We're going to get so many emails. They'll be like, can you send us that picture real quick? We just want to see like what he looked like. Well, if they got the brochure. Oh, yeah, that's right. I oh, yeah, ladies. The brochure is yeah. Awesome. So Jacob is actually on the front cover of our 2023-2024 season brochure. If you need one, I've got plenty in the office. if you didn't office. get a brochure, we got to put you on the mailing list. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want to stay up to date with us, of course, follow us on all social media. It's at Temple Theater NC. Um, you, of course, can head to our web website, which is templeshows.org get season tickets they're only on sale until the end of annie mm -hmm. um and so you can get your season tickets so that you can make sure that you can definitely bring all the ladies with you for a date night to mvq oh, yeah. and check out your spicy new potential lover oh, yeah, okay. man, cool. <laughs> oh lord um but no it's gonna be a great time thank you for joining us on the podcast Anytime. i think you're the second maybe staff interview that i've done mm -hmm. the first one was peggy so you should feel you should feel honored we obviously talked to gavin but we didn't do like a staff interview we just mm -hmm. kind of like Tell us about education. Tell us about so education. kind of like yeah. tell us about technical directing, yeah. which is great. So, well, um, thank you for being on the podcast. No Make sure you guys share this. Leave us a review in the comments. We have, I think, listeners from ten different countries right now, which is at, what <laughs> people in, in in Thailand are listening. And I'm like, what brought you here? So, if you're from <laughs> Thailand, and you're listening. Tell us how you found us. That's so exciting. Uh, but we have. Uh, stuff going on all over the place so stay up to date with us on social media and if you want to come see Jacob in Million Dollar Quartet or just come stalk him as he's the technical director I'll be here dealing with the fire marshal he's here 10 to 4 ladies so <laughs> just kidding but thank you so much for being on the Temple T and we will see you guys later later later